I V M. BQ Big Decisions, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that helps you make the right financial choices. Remember back when we were kids, we had piggy banks. We'd squirrel away a coin or two when we got our pocket money and save up for a special treat. We'd spend many days staring wistfully at that piggy bank as slowly but surely it got full. And then on that happy day when the piggy bank could finally take no more money, we'd gleefully break the piggy bank and count out the haul. One of the modern-day equivalents of the piggy bank is the mutual fund scheme in which you choose to do an SIP or a systematic investment plan. And I'm sure you've heard of an SIP, but have you come across the terms STP or SWP? My guest today calls them the poor cousins of SIPs, and he's here to tell you why they're so useful. Amul Zoshi, founder of Plan Rupee Investments. Thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure to be here, Alex. I like the term that you used, poor yeah. cousins for SIPs, yeah. you know. But why do you say that? Right. So, uh, SIPs these days, and especially after the Mutual Fund Sahi Hai campaign of Amfi that is running for last few years, SIPs now are synonymous with mutual funds. Not just that, I have come across investors who, you know, a, a beginner sort of an investor who says that I'm not very keen on mutual funds, but I certainly want to start an SIP. So SIP has cornered the lion's share of mind share uh, or, or, or the all the discussion space is cornered by SIP. And that's why I call STPs and SWPs as poor cousins of SIP. I want to talk a little bit more about SIPs before we mm-hmm. jump into the conversation about STPs. See, that's that's how it happens. It, SIP it corners higher mind share. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Go it ahead, does. Bud. But interestingly, and speaking about the last few months, it's right. been particularly volatile in the equity markets. And interestingly, Amol, SIP inflows have not really taken too much of a hit. So people are staying the course. That is correct. So uh, that was obviously a joke part. SIP certainly is capable of, uh, you know, occupying all the mindshare that it has simply because SIP at its simplest means that you will invest systematically and that systematically is monthly uh, in a monthly way, in a monthly frequency. The reason why it is um, so popular is because most of the investors that you come across have a monthly cash flow, most typical example being salaried individual. Correct. Okay. So the and. I do want to talk about it. See, SIPs, like you said, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's spoken about a lot right. and it's it's very common. People know what it is, but yes. you can't speak about it enough. You cannot stress enough yes. how important it is for uh, your long-term investments. Sure. It's the cornerstone of that long-term is, investing. So it certainly is. Let's very quickly talk about mm-hmm. the big advantages mm-hmm. and why our listeners should definitely go out and do SIPs right. if they haven't done them yet. Sure. One of the biggest advantages of SIP is market averaging. Most of the times when you uh, think of a typical equity investor, if you invest 100 rupees and if market even turns volatile, let's say by 5-7%, one year later, the gentleman sees 100 rupees value becoming 93. Mm. 
let's say there is a 7% market drop. Now, the, this has a double effect. The effect is not of 7 but 14%. Investor thinks that if he had invested in a fixed income instrument, let's say a fixed deposit, his 100 rather would have become 107. So now the gap is not just 7% market drop, hmm. but the gap is 93 to 107. The gap is now 14% or let's say 14 rupees. Opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. And, and, the, uh, and the difference if I would have invested in a fixed deposit. Now what SIP does typically for you is SIP gets you average market price over your length of investment horizon. Mm. So if you do a five-year SIP, you will be investing over a period of 60 months. And over a period of five years or 60 months, market would go through a lot of ups and downs. Mm. And you will get an average purchase price for the entire duration. That is one of the biggest um, advantages that SIP has. It will give you it will average your cost of purchase. Fantastic. Okay, so let's not wax eloquent. I know we can. We can right. spend half an hour at least speaking about SIPs. Yeah. But let's talk about the poor cousins. Yeah. Let's give them their time under the sun. Sure. Let's talk about STPs first, systematic transfer plans. What are they and how are they used? Right. So I, uh, I would like to say that in case of STPs or even SWPs, uh, you can get to know about them just by expanding their name. So STPs is what you, what we are talking about at this moment. So STP stands for systematic transfer plan. Now let's take an example, the previous example, where you invested 100 rupees and market went down. Hmm. What are the other options? You would simply say, but what can I do? I had this lump sum and I had to invest in a lump sum manner only. Hmm. Now if you have a lump sum of, let's say 100 units, 100 rupees, you what you would do is you would invest that entire chunk of 100 rupees into let's say a liquid liquid fund. Okay. That's a liquid debt fund. That is a liquid debt fund. And you want to still get the benefit like SIP of market averaging or cost averaging. You simply set up an STP from your liquid fund towards your equity fund. Let's take a hypothetical example of 10 month STP. Hmm. Now, I think you have already caught up on, caught up, caught up on uh, with the idea. If you have invested 100 rupees in a liquid fund, STP tenure is 10 months, then 100 rupees divided by 10 months is every month only 10 rupees will be switched hmm. out hmm. from liquid fund into an equity fund, hmm. thereby giving you average of 10 month cost of purchase in your desired equity scheme. At its simplest, this is what STP does. But I want to go through the modalities of this just a little bit. Sure. Amol. So by my understanding, uh, an STP can only be done, a right. systematic transfer plan can mm -hmm. only be done uh, within the same mutual fund in which you're buying a liquid debt fund. That is that if you're buying a liquid debt fund in XYZ mutual fund, you Correct. must necessarily do an STP into a scheme that is offered by the same mutual fund. That is correct. I think there is no need to further expand on this, Alex. But yes, if your desired equity scheme is XYZ multicap, XYZ being the fund house name, mm. then to do an STP into XYZ multicap equity fund, you will have to invest into XYZ liquid fund only. That's so, correct. So in the situation where you want to do an STP, Amol, it is better to identify the fund in which you want to correct. invest in. Always, talk, always think of the target scheme. Never start with the source scheme. Hmm. The target scheme and source scheme are technical terms that are used in STP. Simply put, source scheme simply means the liquid fund. Target scheme simply means the equity fund in which you want to 
invest in a systematic manner. Okay, what else can you use NSTP for? I, I would think we spoke interestingly, Amol, mm-hmm. just a few weeks back uh, about what people with irregular income should do. So, for example, somebody who is doing a freelance uh, right. job. Uh, there are many sort of uh, uh, people uh, like that, Alex, as you rightly said. Uh, people who do a freelancing job, people who are, let's say, uh, work in entertainment, actors, let's mm. say, they do not have a monthly sort of a paycheck coming or or let's say athletes or sports persons. Yes. They will get their income in chunks. Now, if you get your income in chunks, a big chunk once in a year, you would not want to take the timing risk of equity mm. if you want to invest into equity. Mm. So if you get your paycheck once in a year, once in six months, what ideally you should do is allocate the investment amount into a liquid mm. and just do a six month or a 12 month STP, mm. which matches your income frequency. That is also one of the important advantages. So it can happen with a salaried individual when you get bonus once in a year, yes. you will do a six to 12 month STP or it can happen if your trade or if your profession is such that it gives you irregular income, Hmm. you can still use STP to get advantage of SIP. Another beautiful um, uh, point over here is if you simply keep that money into your saving account Hmm. and do SIPs, saving account as you know the returns are around 3.25 to 3.5% via most banks. If you invest into liquid as the historical evidence suggests, you will do better than uh, saving account return on your debt component as well. Most definitely. So we've more or less covered STPs yes. and their advantages. Let's talk about the other poor cousin, which is SWP, yes. Systematic Withdrawal, Withdrawal. Plan. Yes. Uh, I think it's fairly uh, you know, easy to understand the concept. Like you said, if you just expand it. Right. Talk systematic about Withdrawal Plan. And Systematic Withdrawal Plan also has very interesting way. That is how you can uh, really understand SWP. SIP is when you invest small amounts to accumulate a big amount, larger amount. Mm. SWP is when you have a larger amount to start with, but you want to have small payouts every certain period, let's say every month. Month. Mm. So this is the key difference. SIP and SWP differ in this manner. So So let's take an example, right? I'm all sure. um, Assume that I have started investing as a 22-year-old, okay, mm-hmm. which sure. is something that very few 22-year-olds do. <laughs> do? Uh, I certainly didn't. I mm-hmm. wish I did. But assuming that I started at 22 mm-hmm. and I have invested over the course of my entire career, Correct. I'm going to retire at the age of 60. And right. I have my uh, retired life ahead of me. I've Correct. accumulated because I started at the age of 22, Correct. a substantial amount of money. Sure. Uh, a large portion of that is in equities. Okay. I'm correct probably. because you had a very long tenure to invest and of course you would have a larger equity component. So how do I use SWPs in this situation? And and the advantage here mm-hmm. I would assume is mm-hmm. that a large portion of it is continuing to stay invested. That's correct. Now, uh, although again, slightly different than our discussion topic over here, but even after retirement, there is a case for maintaining some equity allocation. The reason is after retirement, let's take average longevity of 75, 80 or slightly more. You still have 20 years to go. Your portfolio will still have a 20 years of horizon the day you retire. Mm. And 20 years is long enough that any volatility that equity shows you or equity, uh, you know, portfolio uh, would be volatile. But over a period of 10, 15, 20 years, largely the averaging out will take place and you're still likely to earn better than other instruments. That's let's get that out of the uh, a discussion. Uh, now coming to SWP, since you said you have a larger corpus already with you. Now the idea is you want to sustain, since you said you have retired, so your source of income is no longer there, yeah. which was earlier till yesterday, it was salary. Since you do not have salary anymore, from your accumulated lump sum, 
you would withdraw let's say 50000 per month 30000 per month or 1 lakh per depending month depending on, on your needs yeah. i would also urge you to run some calculations and find out whether that corpus will last you for that 15 or 20 mm. years it can be simply done via various online calculators or your advisor will help you sure. on that sure. but the advantage of swp is you do not really have to take the risk of uh i wouldn't say risk uh, let's say uh, you do not really have to take the trouble of investing uh, redeeming only when the markets are up or mm. markets are down mm. you can simply set up an swp on first of the month or 15th of the month mm. and the amount will regularly come to your bank account i i would actually draw a comparison here which mm-hmm. is entirely different right you have uh, the option of skimming from the top right so something that is keeping on growing right uh, and you're churning the buttermilk and you're skimming from the top essentially every that's month that's you're using the concept of an swp right, right. more or less yes all? more or less i can certainly say that and i can certainly say that in case of pure debt funds especially with the highest credit rating this would certainly be true but since we want to be absolutely transparent with our all our listeners if there is an equity component mm. then not necessarily every month will there be a cream at top yes. meaning yes. if a equity market has a let's say three months sort of a downturn yeah the portfolio will not really generate any return but then again alex this is part of the game yeah. since you have been investing since age 22 mm. by now you know very well that equity will have this ups and downs mm. and with these ups and downs return comes to you yeah. so you should not feel bad that i'm investing when the market is down always remember you are investing or rather you are redeeming over a period of 20 years you will have uh, 240 months that means 240 withdrawals hmm. market being down for 3 or 6 months out of those 240 will do a very small dent in your portfolio what is more important is your livelihood does not get affected your lifestyle doesn't get affected because you do a set amount of swp so amul we've talked about one uh, case in which we can use swps but i'm just wondering if there's another uh, possible use case for swps which is yes. for example say mm-hmm. if you have uh, a medium term goal that mm-hmm. is 10 years away and you right. think that equity is the best way to go mm-hmm. uh, but you're worried that in the last 2 years we mm-hmm. spoke just now about the volatility in the equity sure. markets you don't want your capital to be eroded in those 2 years right so can you use an swp in that situation absolutely alex and as, as you rightly said there could be many use cases and the use case that you mentioned 10 or 15 years we typically use all advisors do use this when we plan for children's education goal okay. so typically education will be a 3 to 5 years goal graduation post graduation all those sorts of things if you start when the child is very very young you have invested over a 10 12 15 year period yes. and now you want to redeem money before actually the tuition fees payment comes into the picture mm-hmm. so you can withdraw it 3 months 6 months 1 year prior mm. you can withdraw it in 3 4 chunks yes. so that you do get the market averaging during your withdrawals as well what i mean by market averaging and this is not idea of earning higher returns mm. the earning higher returns part happens in previous 12 15 years when yes. you invested when you exit you do not want to exit entire chunk in one day and if the market goes up 10% in next 3 months you will feel really bad about it other side is also true if you wait till last day of tuition fees payment and market goes down by 2 3 5 10% you will feel bad i lost 5% for no reason in that case to get a averaging you can in- redeem 
the desired amount in three or four chunks few months prior to the goal. This is certainly a very useful case for SWPs. SWPs are not just for retirement. They can be used in multiple scenarios. Now, interestingly, mm -hmm. uh, and just as a last uh, point here, uh, funny story. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, that? Is that on BQ Portfolio, which is a show that we do here on Bloomberg Quint, we meet sure. a lot of individuals. And right. interestingly, one of the themes that is coming up is more and more young couples are actually thinking of saving for their children before they decide to have one. And that, I think, is a yes, very positive yes. thing to, to happen. But sure. on that note, thank you so much, Amol, for helping Pleasure us on this conversation. Alex. Well, dear listener, that's all we have for you on this BQ Big Decisions podcast. I do hope that this conversation was useful to you. If you'd like to tell us what you think, do write to us on any one of our social media platforms. And don't forget to let other people know about this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This is Bloomberg Quint. If you enjoyed Big Decisions, check out some other podcasts on the IVM Podcast Network. You can check out Pesa Vesa, hosted by Anupam Gupta. Advertising is Dead, hosted by Varun Dugirala. The Ronnie Screwwala Podcast, hosted by Ronnie Screwwala, or Cyrus Says, hosted by Cyrus Procha. These shows are available on the IVM Podcast website, app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. How many times have you caught yourself Googling stuff on health and wondering if it's the right information? How many times have you heard different health experts give opposing views, which has only left you confused? There are rising cases of cancer, heart, diabetes, stress, and autoimmune diseases. Meet the patients and the experts who paved the path of true healing. Join me, Ratsna Chachi, cancer nutrition coach and nutritional therapist on Heal and Hearty. I take you through my own journey of recovery from an incurable disease and the journey of so many others who healed only via nutrition and holistic healing. Find the answers you seek for what's good for your health and what's good for your soul. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. Don't forget your date with good health. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc, etc. It's all content and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. <laughs> 